What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Money Making Jess. Back at you again. It's Saturday, and it's another podcast, another episode. So today we're going to be talking about 1099 employment status. So the goal of mine's by 47, no later than 50, to be 100% 1099 employment status. That is my goal, and I will reach it. Hopefully by 46, 47, the way I'm going, it will be 46 and a half years old, and then I will be 1099. So that's my goal. So today, I was doing a little bit of research, and I found some some things I think people should know if they do decide to go from a W-2 type employment status to a 1099. So basically, as a 1099 employee, you're responsible for all your taxes that you owe to the government. Uh, So 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 you basically become 100% reliable for your taxes to the government. So I definitely, definitely would encourage people to start now researching a good tax lawyer, uh, 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 what, what else are you going to need? A uh, financial advisor and somebody who can do your taxes or payroll or something like that that you can trust. You probably can find all those jobs in one person, but there will be no checks and balances if one person controls all your back-end finances that you don't do yourself. But if you do find someone that can do all your financial back-end legal stuff that you need done, then I definitely will hire or would hire an auditor to come out lease two to three times a year every four months or at least twice a year just to make sure that that person is on the up and up. And it's nothing personal. It's just business. And if a person kind of complained or got salty about it, I wouldn't use them. <laughs> that's on the real. Um, so that's my thought on that. Definitely want to get some, some, uh, some professional guidance on your side. Uh, and another thing also, by being a, an independent contractor, basically what you're going to be, you really got a home on savings. Because one thing about being a, a full 100% independent contractor, you are responsible for your your workflow, basically. Um, are you going to be doing two, three-week contracts? You're going to try to get two-year contracts? You may go six, seven months without a contract. I mean, how are you going to survive? You won't have, uh, like, unemployment, stuff like that. Uh, let's, I don't know if, I don't know if can you get uh, 1099 employment status or get 1099 unemployment insurance. I don't know. I'll look that up and, and uh, do a side note on my future podcast. So, I don't know. I never ran across it, never read that you could, but you never know. They got a chance for everything else. Uh, 
So basically, one of the biggest things if you do become a 1099 employee is that you, if your employer pays you 30 bucks an hour, you're going to get 100% of that. But now it's your responsibility to pay the taxes. So a general rule of thumb is to save anywhere from 30 to 35% of your check to go towards your, your, your taxes. Um, so basically, instead of paying your taxes every two weeks like you do when you work for someone, you basically got to pay at the end of the year in one lump sum. So that's very good. For every $100 you make, put away 30 to $35 worth for taxes. So realistically, say you only bring your home 65% of your check. That's always make a little cushion here and there. So you make 1000 bucks a week. You're bringing home six hundred and fifty dollars, and you can live off that. You know, six fifty is not bad. But remember, you want to put away that money and don't touch it. Put it. In, I will put it in a savings account or buy gold with it or something. Something that you can make some type of return on it. I, I, I don't. I don't know if that's. I don't know why that would not be legal. It's your money, so. Definitely would put in an account that that made me some type of passive income. Um, before we go on, let's make a small disclaimer. I'm no, I'm not no tax guru. I'm not a financial guru. I have no degrees, nothing. Just just basically years years experience in in in, in the money management. So always consult a professional, please. This is just what I'm doing. This is my journey that I'm sharing with you, hopefully to help encourage you to take the same or type of journey I'm taking to become truly financially independent. All right. And one of my biggest things personally is saving. Um, I have that motto, get it now, spend it now, get it again, spend it again. Hey, but I'm learning as I'm getting a little more older to put a little bit to the side but I'm not really good at savings. I, I, I can be the first to admit it. But I, I, I'm working on it with the help of my wife and everything. I'm getting a little bit better, a little bit better. So, yeah, so that's basically going to 1099 is you got to get better at saving. And don't forget to pay your federal and state slash local taxes. Yeah. So basically, you have to fill out a 1099 miscellaneous form once you do decide to go as an independent contractor. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Another thing also, too, you by working for someone else, you get benefits. Being 1099, you have to file all that stuff yourself. Um Uh, you know, I, I really don't know too much about the benefits either because that, that gets in your livelihood. So I would say just research that. I would do like independent contractor benefits or benefit package for independent contractor or 1099 worker because I don't want to say the wrong thing and you do it or whatever. Um, and if something happens, I, I would feel bad. But definitely 
looking to get any some benefits, such as health, your medical, your dental, your vision, um, your retirement, which falls back into savings. But your retirement to me is it should be separate from your from your savings and your emergency funds. Those should be three separate things. Um, but as an independent contractor, you have more freedom to really choose what you want versus the offerings your your employer gives you. That'd be one of the benefits of, of the 1099 benefit plans or programs you decide to choose. It's your choice. Truly your choice. Uh, so I think a lot of companies, such as towards the future, are going to start dealing with a lot more 1099 and freelance workers because once the contract's done, you're out of their hairs. So you don't have to deal with HR. You're going to fire people on workers' comp. It's, it's a lot that employers don't have to deal with if they strictly hire freelancers or independent contractors. So especially on, on short-term projects that companies know I got to hire this person for like only six months. And then what, what do we do afterwards? I got to find him new work or her new work or the thing new work. So it gives employers to really get things done. Wouldn't have to worry about the what if, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't like the way you're doing a the project. They just let you go. Um, some states are at will work where employees can fire you the same, but you still have a little bit more better protections under the law. Um, I believe if you're a non-1099 worker or employee. So um, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely um, going to transition to a 1099 employee by 50. That's, that's my maximum time I'm giving myself. It, it doesn't matter. 50, I'm done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 50 years old, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of the normal employment game. I'm going to be strictly independent contractor. I've been working since I was my real first job of getting uh, check stub was 15 years old, working for the state of Michigan. And at 50, that'd be what 35 years. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um. Would I recommend this for everybody? Yes. Become your own boss. Yes. And also, too, I was sitting uh, when I had lunch today at Thai food, and I was sitting while I was eating my soup, that I'm, I'm kind of limiting myself. When I say make money online, that's just like online just means the internet. What about offline? There's literally millions and millions of ways to make money as an independent contractor, as an affiliate marketer. You don't do everything online. I, I, I can I can sell or promote things offline as well, which to me, offline is the real world. Um, so basically, I'm going to start saying make money anywhere, MMA. So basically... By next week, a lot of my anything that says make money online will start to say make money anywhere. Because the goal is to have side hustles, no matter if they're online, offline, in, in, in a down the street around a corner or in New Zealand, Australia, somewhere in Africa or in Europe, it doesn't matter. As long as the money comes in and it's legit, 
that that's that's what matters. So we as of today, May eighteenth, which is today is my wife's birthday. We will no longer limit ourselves to the internet as ways to make money. Because I mean, you can flip cars. You can go to estate sales, buy stuff, then flip them at auctions or offer up as another. another. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Their creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Do you hear me? From your phone and also your computer, laptop. Or tablet. One of the good things about Anchor, they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And another thing about it, too, you can start making money right now with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So do me a favor, my fellow hustlers, entrepreneurs, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot or period FM to get started today. The side hustle you can do. Uh, styles I used to do not too long ago, which was very lucrative, and I think I'm going to get back into it, flipping uh, magic cards, Magic the Gathering, like those little role-playing games that people do. Uh, you can make, I was making pretty decent money, but I had a surgery, and I kind of stopped doing it for a while, and yeah, I, I didn't really lose interest. I just, mine got sidetracked it, but... I made good money. I made decent money. It, it it brought it brought in money, and I probably spent probably about five to six hours a week doing it. It just it just depends, but it took it had to have a little bit of learning curve. Once I got the learning curve down and what magic was about, uh, stuff like that, it was it was it was it, was, it wasn't that bad. So that that's nothing you can do as a side hustle. There's there's a ton of things we can do. Like today, I was reading uh, some 1099 contractor jobs. Being being a, a delivery person for like med- medical places, mail delivery places. There's a lot of companies that are hiring independent drivers, and especially if you're an Uber Lyft driver, in between calls or if you want to take a couple hour breaks and make some extra money, you you, you you'll have it because you you already have that set up. So there's all different ways. Pizza delivery. I mean, this is just a ton of ways to make money, but you gotta have a plan. You gotta have things mapped out. You gotta make sure you're 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 at least working 25, 40 hours a week, or equivalent to what you were bring home from your nine to five. I'm not saying quit your nine to five job today and start doing independent contract work. No, you have to set things up. Remember, you have to set things up. You have to have the foundation, right? You gotta have the knowledge. You gotta read, like, what is tonight now? What, what am I responsible for? Like, besides the taxes, anything else? What am I responsible for? Then once you home that in, then you want to start to do your Google search 
type in independent contractor and see what happens. Um, most likely, you probably want to say in your geographical location, like I'm in the Phoenix area, so I'll put independent contractor, independent contractor, Phoenix. And then I will break it down. Computer independent contractor, IT independent contract, delivery, or whatever you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And just start homing in with those companies. And um, there's a couple of websites. I'm going to do a follow-up um, video to this podcast so I can show you a couple of websites that you can register on there, especially for IT, um, handyman, um, painting, um, other type of home services um, that you can do. You can basically type on these sites and do freelance work. If you know how to write well, go to Fiverr. I mean, there's tons and tons of websites you can go on to get these freelance jobs. But you got to start. That's that's the whole thing. You have to start, people. You can't wait. You cannot wait. Because you know why? Because money don't wait. Remember, this is all about money, being independent, being your own boss, finding ways to make money no matter where you are. No matter. No matter. So, the IRS has a website which is called Self-Employed Individuals Tax Center. And if I was you, I would log on to this website. Not log on, but go to this website. I'll have a link down in the description of this um, of this podcast here. And people, please, please take a look at this. If, 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 if you're thinking about becoming an independent contractor, which you are, just by doing things online, you should know this information anyways. But if you're definitely going to do it 100%, you want to read this website. Because you don't want those dudes or women or thing at your door. <laughs> you know, so I read. So, yeah, I have a link in the description for that. Don't worry about that one. So... I'm actually going to read, I'm going to go back through this because look some information. I, I've never read it before. I'm not going to start and tell you I did. I haven't never read it. But by me becoming closer to 100% independent contractor, I, I need to read this because this is some interesting stuff. This is some of the stuff I'm looking at now. But since I'm not a professional or legal lawyer or tax person, I'm, I'm not going to give too much more advice. Just I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the site. And I'm going to contact, get me uh, somebody helping with my taxes and stuff like that. And so they won't be at my door. All right. So let me see what else we talk about. So that's really the biggest thing is is, is starting to think 1099. Okay. All righty. Let's see. I think that's really it. Like I said, today is my wife's 40th birthday. Everybody wish her happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tanisha. Woo! All right. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. What's the difference between a W-2 employee and a 1099 contractor? So you're not going to – when you – when you, the proper way to say 1099 is 1099 contractor because you're not really an employee. You're a contractor. 
So that right there separates you from the normal employee. It's just by you saying contractor. I work, but I'm a contractor, so I'm more independent than you are. So basically, I think we're about to end this here, and because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave today at seven o'clock. I go pick my son up. Then me and wife is leaving for a couple of days for her birthday. We'll be in Scottsdale at the Kirkland Villa Suites out in Scottsdale, where the fancy people are. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Do, 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 So, to wrap things up here, people, I start to think independent. I start to live independent. I start to... Put away, so we can so, so we can just get in the habit of saving. Every, every, every time you make something, even if it's a dollar, try to at least put ten, ten, whatever you make, no matter what the amount is, put ten put ten percent away. And we're gonna do that for the first ninety days. Our ultimate goal is to get to thirty percent, whatever we make, no matter what. You start to put away thirty thirty percent. If you can do higher, that's great. If you can't, at least at least thirty, at least thirty, thirty percent. So if you already don't have it, open up a savings account. I would do one online, try or find an account that you have the most least, the least access to, or it takes forever to get your money. You know what I'm saying? Don't order any cards. Don't do nice stuff. Just just try to find your account. You can open up an account. You can easily put money into, transfer into or sell it. Or something like that. Um, or just get you a jar if you're that self-disciplined and put it and tuck it away and don't touch it. Or get a key to like your kids or your or your or your, or your spouse or leave a key at your job or, or leave a job the jar at your job if you can trust that. Or or hide it somewhere. I don't know. But try to make it least restrictive, you know, your access, you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going to help you if you, if you take it out and spend it. That's not what that's for. That's just like a super emergency. But you eventually want to get to where you're doing 30, 30% is not bothering, it's not hurting you. That's why it's good to start off small and work your way up. You can try to do it 30%, but that, that may be kind of hard for you at first, but I definitely would try 10, 5 to 10%, 15%, but eh, I'm, I'm going to do, do 10%. Okay. So I guess this wraps it up, peoples. This is podcast number 11 on a Saturday. I, I told you people are going to start giving you three podcasts a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Today Saturday, so the next podcast will be Tuesday. All right. Goodbye. Be blessed. 
and thank and you know thank whoever you you pray to or whatever you believe in and that you made it another day. Gia.